Good morning, Life Church. Welcome, everybody. And if you were lucky enough to watch my Q&A on Thursday, thank you for still being here. <laughs> uh, so we're going to read from John 14 today. And John 14 obviously comes right after John 13. But it's right after Jesus uh, was at the Passover meal and... So we have Jesus uh, having this whole conversation with the disciples. And so they've just finished their meal, and now they're just sitting around and talking. And it's just a nice, relaxed chat between friends. And as you know, uh, maybe you don't remember, but we used to have great conversations after dinner and we're going to follow Jesus on this after-dinner conversation. And we're going to meander the way after-dinner conversations meander. So follow with me as we go through this. But I'm first going to read for you, and I'm going to start from verse 15. So it's John 14, verse 15. And then I'm going to read till the end. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it, is ne because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live. You will also live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and my Father in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not the world? And Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would, would have rejoiced, because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I am. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let's go from here. 
So Jesus ends that conversation very clearly. And I love how he starts this. Uh, in the beginning of chapter 14, it says, let not your hearts be troubled. And this is literally just after Jesus told uh, Peter uh, that he is going to deny him three times. And he says, okay, Peter, I just told you you're going to deny me three times, but do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus is already telling him, this is going to happen. Calm down. You are going to throw yourself into his tizzy. So Jesus tries to calm their fears and tells them about this helper that is going to come. Jesus does not leave us as orphans. There in verse 18 we read, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Now, orphans is a very strong word to use because Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. That means currently we are orf orphans. Orphans historically and even currently get a bad deal. And no matter how children end up as orphans, it is always sad. And we are orphans in this world, and it is sad. We are alone. But Jesus tells us he won't leave us as these orphans. We are adopted into Jesus' family. Jesus is now our brother. And his father is our father. This is a big deal. Like This encapsulates the gospel. Being able to call God Father is a very big deal because it places us in an intimate relationship with God. Whereas the Jews had a very uh, profound idea of God the creator and God the lawgiver. God the Father is a loving figure that everyone can understand. Even if your experience of a father is a bad one, that's still okay. We can use bad examples. I watch uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and one of the jokes he says, uh, I, I am useful. I can be used as an example what not to do. And we do that. Everyone does that. You say, oh, this thing my father did, I am never going to do. And then you have kids and you realize, oh, that, that's why they did that. <laughs> but we have our frames of reference. And if you have a bad father, you know exactly what a father is not supposed to be like. You know exactly how a father is not supposed to act because we know God is good. We know God is a good father. He is not a good father. He is the perfect father. So 
we know God is the perfect father and we are now adopted sons and daughters of the perfect father. And I, I read an interesting thing the other day that natural children can be disowned by parents. But adopted children cannot be disowned by their parents. And I, I know it's a very modern idea and in the ancient world it would have worked different. But it's still, it's still a great picture of how God treats us. Because he doesn't treat us as second class children. He's like, yeah, yeah, I love Jesus most. And you guys can come along. No, that's not how Jesus, God acts and treats us. He loves us so much with an overwhelming love that goes beyond our understanding. So we are orphans. But we will not be left as such. Jesus tells us, I'm not going to leave you like this. Don't worry. He sends us another helper. And the word used for that helper in verse uh, 16 is parakletos. And it's a complicated Greek word. And it has been translated many different ways over the years. And all of them are valid for various reasons. We have comforter. We have counselor. We have advocate and helper. And all of them are right. All of them explain a certain aspect of God's glory of the Holy Spirit's working in the world. And if you try to divorce one of these definitions from the word, it means less. You can't put the Holy Spirit into a little box and say this is the, its only reason for being. No, it has all of these functions. It is a counselor. It is our advocate he is our comforter and he does help us this is what the holy spirit does for us this is what the holy spirit does in our communities in our hearts and jesus keeps on saying let not your heart be troubled so he says calm down you're not alone i am going away i've been telling you this for a while but you don't seem to get it i won't be with you forever but don't worry i am sending someone else and he tells them this helper is coming but he also tells them you have to follow my commandments <laughs> in fact in just two chapters he repeats this one phrase Five times. If anyone loves me, he will keep my commandments. That is a very clear indication. Now, in the original Greek, they didn't have any uh, exclamation marks they can put in, any brackets. They, they didn't have any of those uh, indicators. So, what did you do as a Greek writer if you want to emphasize something? 
you repeated it. The more you repeated it, the more you, the people who heard it knew this is important. Listen to this. So Jesus tells them, okay, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. But don't worry. You're not going to be alone in this. I have given you, I am giving you someone. I am giving you the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit will be your helper, your comforter, your advocate, your counselor. Jesus knows how to comfort. He knows how to calm his disciples down. And he does that so well. In verse 27, he tells them, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. How does the world give? Whenever you're given a gift, there might be an inherent request for something back. Oh, I scratch your back, now scratch my back. Jesus says, this is not how I'm giving this gift. I'm giving it completely, sincerely, remorsefully, lovingly. This I give to you because I want to give it to you. And, oh, we need a helper. In this difficult time, how great would it have been to sit down with Jesus and just talk it through, through with him? Can you imagine what good advice Jesus would give to you? If you got to just sit down and talk with the Son of God. But Jesus had to leave. Jesus had to ascend to heaven. Because if he stayed on earth. He is God and his body would have lived forever. And that would have been just as amazing as him ascending. But there would have only been one Jesus. And let's. Let's say for uh, argument's sake, he stayed in the Middle East. And that is where he built a little uh, house where he could stay. And every day he would see visitors. And every visitor would get a certain amount of time. And he would lovingly and wholeheartedly meet anyone who comes to him. And he would meet them with all the love he has to give. Because he knows you. So... Now there's this constant procession in front of a little hut in the Middle East. Every single plane, well, not that any planes are flying now, but every plane would have been full. Everyone would have lined up to come meet Jesus. But you would only meet him maybe once in a lifetime. And that would be it. That would be your whole interaction with the Godhead. And there would be no relationship, no feeling of love. Yes, that moment sitting with him would have been amazing. And I desired that with my whole heart when I was younger. Because this Holy Spirit thing is hard to get my mind around. He feels so far away while this person seems more real this person i read about feels more real 
and I can understand his suffering, the Holy Spirit feels far away. But Jesus says, he dwells with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit is not far away. The Holy Spirit is with you. If Jesus was still on the earth, you would not have had the relationship with him that you can have now. Because the Holy Spirit gives us that direct access to Jesus, to a loving God, a loving spirit that loves you more than you even know you are worth. This helper, counselor, comforter, advocate is on your side. And whenever you're facing any problems in your life, you can sit down and talk with the Holy Spirit like you would talk with Jesus if he was next to you. This Holy Spirit loves you completely. In 15, John 15, verse 26, and it says, But when the Helper comes, who I am sending from my Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you will bear witness because you have been with me. This Holy Spirit bears witness of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Lord God Almighty. He is our witness. Wherever we go, whatever we're doing, we have the living God with us proclaiming Jesus. You are always in contact with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, and with the Father. Because Jesus went away, and because he left us his helper, If you want to know what this helper is like, if you want to know more about the Holy Spirit, you have to learn more about Jesus. Because if you want to know what the Son is like, you look at the Father. And if you want to know what the Holy Spirit is like, you look at the Son. The Holy Spirit is like Jesus. The way Jesus would comfort you, the Holy Spirit does comfort. The way Jesus would intercede for you with God, the Holy Spirit does intercede for you with God. The way Jesus would counsel you is the way the Holy Spirit would count, count, uh, does counsel you. And the way Jesus would help you is the way the Holy Spirit helps you. He loves you completely. And this is an amazing feeling. 
we are called to be followers of Christ. But we're not called to do it alone. We have the Holy Spirit and we have a community. And now, at the end of this meal with Jesus and after talking through it, we thank him for making the ultimate sacrifice. We thank him for not still being here. We thank him for giving up everything, laying down his life for us. So when we take communion, we remember that the wine or the juice represents the blood of Jesus that was spilled. And when we eat the biscuit, we remember the body of Jesus that was battered and bruised that he laid down for us. And he did that because he loves you. Because you are worth it. You are worthy of his love. Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for everything you do for us and have done for us. Thank you for not leaving us alone. Thank you that even in this time where we might feel alone, where it might seem like we are alone, we are never on our own. Thank you for loving us completely. And thank you for not leaving us alone. Thank you that even when it is difficult for us, you are there for us. God, I pray that you will protect us and guide us in this week. And God, I pray that we will seek you deeper. In your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. If anyone has any needs, please, please do not be afraid to reach out. There are people in our church that are willing and able to help you. If you just need someone to talk to, there will be someone to talk to you. If you need some more physical uh, assistance, we can talk as well. Please, don't just sit on your own. Contact us. Contact someone. Stay connected. There will be some slides after this uh, if you want some more information about the church. Thank you, guys. Have a lovely week, and amen.